Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios, Daddy. There are some challenging times, but Rocket Mortgage is prepared to help. If you need mortgage assistance, contact their team 24-7, if you will, at rocketmortgage.com. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage is with you, Daddy. I'm going to be meeting you at the Omni, me and Ric Flair going at each other day after day, week after week, Daddy. How was that? Was that a good, was that a decent Dusty Rhodes? I'm the last person to ask, but it sounded good to me. Okay, because it's been a long time and I went, man, you know what? It's been two months, got to do Dusty Rhodes coming back, baby. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. You took the music down too quickly, too, Hickey. Good God. Let's get it going here. So, well... I thought we were in a rush. We have a lot. We have a lot to get to. In yeah, hour. I know so, we're in a rush. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Fine, whatever. You're right. You're right. One forty p.m. Eastern. I got to get the Martellus Bennett's tweet because, ooh, was it uncomfortable? But ooh, was it right? And I don't always agree with the Bennett brothers, obviously. But who was it a correct tweet? I went, damn, 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 damn. And I know I told you I felt really bad about something four months, four years ago. And I had to atone for it, and you can hear that segment, uh, CBSSportsRadio.com, if you want to. I've said my piece on that. I don't want to say it too many times because it, it, it will lose its meaning if you say it too many times, and you're just speaking to hear yourself. But we do have some things going on in America. That was something there when it comes to a comparison that I'm going to make that I am damn proud I did say at that time. And we will bring that up coming up at 140. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. We also had C.J. Nikowski on earlier. Hear that interview, CBSSportsRadio.com. C.J. was great. It's going to lead me into what I want to talk about when I ask Colin Ward-Henninger a question when we just had him on. But first, Hickey, it's been so long. You ready to do it again? You ready to get the second half in again? The double dip. Let's do it. Let's go, baby. Let's hear it. Hickey, let me have it, baby. Let's see it. Let's hear it. All right, Kenny. NFL continued business as usual during the pandemic. One of the biggest moves in the free agency was Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. So it's a two-parter. Do you think the Buccaneers had the best free agency? And if not, who did? Oh, here's another thing we get to do. Hickey, did we not talk about this in January? We talked about this in January. Uh, Champions pose, baby. We were right. We did get to call it. We did get to say Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do I think that they had the best offseason? How could they not? Buccaneers fans got to be excited because your team went for the gusto. This thing could end up being horrific. This thing could end up, you know what? No, I take that back and let me explain why. This thing could end up being just so-so or it could end up being absolutely wonderful. I don't think it's going to be horrific. Tom Brady is too strong of a personality, too good of a leader. He's too good of a quarterback still where this thing can go and be a disaster. Bruce Arians is too good a mind too good a leader to let this thing go be a disaster. He's too real to let this thing be a disaster. So this is what you're protected from if you're a Buccaneers fan. You don't have to worry about it being, unless, God forbid, Tom Brady gets hurt, you don't have to worry about this thing being some four-win train wreck that's a huge embarrassing failure. I don't think you have to worry about that. The only thing you have to worry about is basically what you already are, a 500 team. Because that's why you went out and changed quarterbacks. If, if Jameis Winston takes his interceptions down from where they were last year, you're a playoff team. Easy. You're a playoff team. Jameis has the talent. He just doesn't make the right decisions on the field. He'll be given another opportunity, I hope, someday. But right now, you you look at it and you go, man, 7-9 and nine in that division, the only thing that was missing was better decision-making. 
and then you bring in Tom Brady, who had only 24 touchdowns and a handful of interceptions, and you knock those interceptions down. He doesn't have to go out there and wing it all over for 400 yards and have a typical old-style Tom Brady, John Elway, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady type of day. He doesn't have to do that. He can go out there, handle the offense, he and Bruce Arians, they bring back Grunkowski, and you end up being a better team than what you were at 500. I don't know if you're a true Super Bowl contender, but I say let it ride, enjoy it, because I think you're protected from being just an out-and-out disaster. I think you did have the best offseason in the NFL. Next! We'll stick with the NFL, Ken. Let's go to the NFL draft. The biggest storyline coming out of that draft is what the Packers did trading up in the first round to draft Jordan Love. How much longer is Aaron yes. Rodgers in a Packers uniform? Oh, are you guys ready for a, for a very hot boiling take? I supported it then. I support it now. And Brett Favre was sitting there with his copper sleeves going, boy, certainly sucks to be you, doesn't it? Hey, it's not Aaron Rodgers' job to get Jordan Love ready. Doesn't it all come back around? What the Packers did, Packer fans hate that because you want to take one great big swipe at a quarterback that you know is good. Packer fans, I hear you. Green Bay, I hear you. Wisconsin, I hear you. I feel you. Like Lester Diamond in a casino. This is me touching you. This is me feeling you. This is me with you. I totally get it. I totally understand. But if this works with Jordan Love and he doesn't have to be pushed out there, you might be one of the few franchises that get 30-plus years of franchise-level quarterbacking. Two are Hall of Famers. We'll see what happens with Jordan Love. I have no idea if lightning can strike three times. But if this actually works, and you go back to last year, new coach, new system, lost a lot of players around that team. Jordan Love himself admitted he tried to do too much at Utah State. There's a lot of things that he had to deal with him. And again, when it comes to the weed smoking thing, you can't tell me that one of the people downstairs who called the cops on those guys were just jealous because probably one of them was dating the guy's ex-girlfriend and they decided to call the feds in on him for smoking a little dope in the upstairs apartment. Like anybody has it in college. I don't hold that against Jordan Love. Nobody else should either. But because they're either pro Aaron Rodgers or they're against Aaron Rodgers, they're going to either bring it up or leave it out. What the Packers have done is given themselves an opportunity to be good for a very long period of time. Now, will he be on that team is what you ask me. I still say yes. I still say that Aaron Rodgers will be on that team next year. I think that he needs to understand that this is still the best situation for him. This is the best situation for his family and for, well, I can't guarantee for his family, but I think it's the best situation for him professionally. It's still a strong franchise, still a good franchise, and a talented football team. And they've added a little bit on that team. They've added a little bit that can help him out. And because they're paying him $30-plus million a year, Aaron, I'm sorry, you have to go out there and lead them to victory. If you want to be one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, that means you're going to have to lead them to victory. You want paid, they need to prepare for the future. You're a little bit long in the tooth. I do think he'll be there in 2021. Next. All right, Ken, the all-important biggest thing that came from the NFL offseason, new uniform changes for seven NFL teams, Rams, Chargers, your Browns, Buccaneers, Colts, Falcons, and Patriots. Which ones did you like the most? Which ones did you hate the most? (sighs) The Rams I didn't like. The Rams were easy. I'm I'm a traditionalist when it comes to jerseys. It takes a lot for me to like a new jersey. It really does. Uh, and, And this is because... Hey, I'm from Cleveland. We have brown and orange. There's only so much you can do with brown and orange. But that's what I like about it because I don't fall into the trap of having to wear jerseys or people wearing jerseys in non-jersey days. Game day is a day to wear a jersey. 
your, your nephew's wedding is not a day to wear a jersey. And I have family members that have worn jerseys. I've told you all about Aunt Cheryl, the Steelers fan, who's worn jerseys to big, important events. You don't do that in a Browns jersey. Orange and brown is orange and brown. You wear it on a game day or maybe at work when you guys have that little Friday where you have a casual Friday and you have a football Friday and that's how it works there. That's what I like about it. And for a long time, the Browns had regular old jerseys that were basically classics. And then they went and they changed them up to maybe the worst monstrosity I possibly ever saw. And the worst thing about it here, and Hickey doesn't know this, at the unveiling, you see they had two Nike executives that said they had captured the spirit of Cleveland. They'd never even been in Cleveland. So it was a double slap in the face and written browns down the side of the pants. Ridiculous. So if my heart tells me I like their jerseys to go back to the classic jerseys the best. Outside of that, when it came to actual even change at all, love what the Colts did. Love what the Colts did. Hate, hate, hate what the Rams did. You're one of the first franchises, one of the first teams in football to have to go from either just what, that cross at the top of the leather helmet to actually having horns on the side, the first cool type of helmet, and you went from that to whatever this is. I, I don't know what this is. It looks like you're trying too hard, man. You're just – you can't get out of your own way. It looks Honestly, it looks like you and the Chargers are trying to be the same team. Like, that's what it is. I just – I don't like it. I don't like it whatsoever, and I'm, I'm, I'm sad that you did what you did. Next. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning played golf for charity a few weeks ago in the match 2.0 with Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. And frankly, Ken, both Ta- uh, Brady and Manning looked like me and you in the golf course. What were your thoughts on the match 2.0? I didn't think they looked that bad. I'm a really bad golfer, Hick. Are you a good golfer? No, not at all. I'm good at carrying I, the bags. I'm not I good thought, at golfing. I thought match 2.0 was good. I don't know where you go from here. I want to see... Like, there were a lot of people want to see, like, Shaq and Barkley do it. It might be fun with Shaq and Barkley. I want to see two heated rivals go at each other. Uh, you know, P- Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, they're not on the field together. So they were always – but their teams were going against each other. But I could see where there was a rivalry there between the two. But usually, I, from what I'm told, they have a pretty decent relationship. I don't know how, how good of friends they are, but they have a pretty decent relationship. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I wish the weather was a little bit better. Uh, it was bad at the beginning of it. Tom Brady splitting his pants. I think he did it on purpose to humanize himself a little bit. Yep, there's there's one of my other theories. But I, I thought altogether it was uh, it was pretty good. The one guy that people seemed to like compared to anybody was Peyton Manning. My father-in-law, I always use him as a barometer for regular sports fans and what they think. He can't stand Tiger. He hate, he has disliked Phil ever since the putting incident, and obviously he doesn't like Tom Brady. Peyton Manning is the guy he liked. Like, he was the most likable out of the bunch, which I love Peyton Manning, and I, you know I love Tom Brady. And I love Phil. And Tiger, it's, you know, Tiger's Tiger. I can't sit there and, you know, that, him being a bad husband is between he and his ex-wife. I can't sit there and rip him, rip him to shreds for that, right? All together? Do, do I continue to do that, Hickey? No, no, you don't. Like, there, there comes a time where, you know, even his ex-wife has moved on. Why, why should I continue to, to go after him? If his ex-wife has moved on, it seems that she has – What's the point of me going after him for it? You get what I'm saying? Oh, I get you. And he did the yeah. best thing you can for that. Just admit yeah. it. Put it all in the forefront. Then well, what? You can't well, speculate. You can't hate I on mean, a guy who owned up to it. Well, he did. Own, I mean, yeah, he did wait three months or wait a month to own up to it. But he did own up to it. But if you today was still and, denying what happened or still yeah. leaving some things behind the door, you can make jokes because it's you know it hurts him. Yeah, so he's trying to an, keep it away. You know, I'm doing. A, yeah, I'm doing a lot of hemming and hawing because I don't want to admit what I what I have to admit here. 
we all know guys who have not been so great husbands. All right. Now, I'm not talking about abuse and things like that. That's a totally separate story. But we all know guys out there who have ran around and have not been too great of husbands. If the ex-wife is willing to move on, then you can be willing to move on. And also, and I've, I've said this to certain people that I've known who have had their relationships end because of this. Hate to say it. I, I, I said to my one buddy, he said, hey, man, like, yeah, you know what? You're a bad husband, but you got kids. You don't need to be a bad father. And I've known plenty of guys who have they're good fathers, even though they might not have been good husbands. And they'll have to answer some serious questions someday about that. But that's on them. So if Tiger Woods can, can continue to be a good father, then who am I to say anything? He made a mistake. He, he, he said he made a mistake, and I'm not going to sit there and rip him for that all the time. But there's plenty of people still do. Plenty of people still do. You next? Sorry. I thought you were done with that. Next! <laughs> we'll finish up with this. How about this, Ken? I know. We... <laughs> We'll finish up with this. I'm a dummy. Go ahead. The Texans head coach Bill O'Brien had an interesting offseason trading their best player or best receiver, excuse me, DeAndre Hopkins yeah. to the Cardinals and basically tried to replace him with an injured David Johnson and then traded for Brandon Cooks. Is anyone's NFL seat hotter going into the 2020 season than Bill O'Brien? No. No. There are people talking about Deshaun Watson wanting out of there and whether or not they should trade Deshaun Watson at the end of this season. Which, if you're the Texans, and if anybody in Houston can hear me, please, for the love of God, don't trade Deshaun Watson. No one trades Deshaun Watson. Talk Deshaun Watson into wanting to be a Houston Texan for a long period of time. Because at some point, he's the next hes the next big guy in the city of Houston. J.J. Watt's done a remarkable job for charity. He's done a remarkable job as a citizen and, a, and as a player. He is the top-notch guy in Houston. But someday, his playing career is going to be over. And somebody has to be a, a legitimate leader, player, active player, and a person for that city. You you might not believe this, and a lot of people don't. It's the NFL. If it's proven anything with some of these guys, and I think Deshaun Watson is one of them, you can get yourself another head coach. If the head coach isn't working, you can just get yourself another head coach. Now, I wouldn't always do that in every situation. We saw what happened in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield and Freddie Kitchens. But you can, Deshaun Watson, I think, is a guy who's who's got now experience, who has shown that he's a franchise quarterback and could show that if it comes down between coach and player, you're getting rid of that head coach. The ownership, because he's the general manager now, the ownership needs to understand that. Like, you can just find the Benegger family, you can just find another guy. You can find another head coach. You, you Quarterbacks only come along so often. This, th- this kid's a leader. This kid can, can get the job done. You hold on to Deshaun Watson. You go find another coach if, if worse comes to worse this year. Next. Or I should say, is that the end? That's the end for now. Yeah, we do have. Uh, there's a lot that goes on, but you crushed it. Yeah, forget it. You know, I can't cover it all. It was a long two months. Top five going to be coming up next. Uh, Colin Ward-Henninger joined us just about 20 minutes ago, and I asked him about the realities and the possibilities of summer NBA basketball and if he would like summer NBA basketball. Colin gave a hell of an answer. Here's Colin Ward-Henninger on that. Oh, I love it. I, I think it's the perfect idea. Get away from football as much as possible, and uh, let's let's ride this thing out. I mean, we're already working during the summer anyway with July free agency, so uh, why not keep it going? Colin Warren-Henninger on that. Hear more of him at CBS Sports Radio on CBSSportsRadio.com. This is what baseball needs to be careful with. You need to do what you can to accentuate the positive and to eliminate some of the negatives that you have. You guys got a lot of negatives going on. 
the bitching and moaning between the ownership and the players. I can be mad at both. I don't like the uh, I don't like the split narrative that's going on with the with the writers right now about well, you know, if you take a player side, then you're against the owners. If you don't take the player side, if you're upset with the players, then you automatically take the owner side. I can be mad at both. I'm a sports fan. I can be upset with both. I can be upset with players who are doing too much, who are griping too much, who don't understand the gripes and the problems of what's going on in America with with regular citizens who have lost their job, who are fans of their favorite baseball team. I can be upset with them, and I can also be upset with the owners. I can be upset with a guy like Tom Ricketts who is sitting there crying poor when he himself is worth $900 million, and he's sitting on a gold mine called the Chicago Cubs that people go there even when the team would be lousy just to go see the stadium because it's an historical landmark. And they fill the place up. They didn't always do that, but they've done it for the last 20 years. But I'm listening to Tom Ricketts, or Tom Ricketts moan and cry about being poor and about, well, oh, this is going to ruin some teams, could ruin us. We might not be able to. Well, that's your problem, not mine. So I can be mad at both. Yet the problem that baseball faces, when Colin says that, I think a lot of fans feel that way. When you have the NHL creeping in, when you have the NBA creeping in, when you have a time of the year that you've owned for well over a century, the summertime, baseball, apple pie, the national pastime, it all goes hand in hand. When you've owned that time frame and you have two other major sports that seem more than willing to invade your time space, that's your fault. You didn't do enough to keep your sport at the top of people's mind. I'm not asking for drama. I'm not asking for silliness. I'm not asking for any of the other stupidity that we deal with. No professional sport is perfect. But when a sport is more than willing to jump into your time space to take advantage of that because they want to be seen, that's also a showing that there's something there where people want to see other sports other than your sport. You're the failure, not them. Football's football. I don't need to blame football. I don't need to blame college football and the NFL for it. they got their own problems, but I don't need to blame football because you might not get as many viewers, you might not get as many fans in the turnstiles. Worry about your own problems first. Worry about the relationship that players have with the owners or even players have with the fans. Worry about some of the archaic things that you've done. Worry about trying to address the wrong issues first. Worry about trying to make guys in your sport superstars. Hey, you can't force Mike Trout to go out there and do a 1,000 commercials. I understand that. That's the hand you're dealt. But you can still try to make him a star. Peyton Manning does a million commercials. Patrick Mahomes does a million commercials. There have been guys who have been quiet before. There have been guys who we've turned into stars before in the NFL. We've done it in basketball. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a star. He's not even from here. You can't do that in baseball? You can't accentuate the positives of players you have and, and turn those guys into stars? How not? Why not? But you can tell me that, well, you see, we're not going to let them step out of the box and then we're going to keep them on a pitch count and we're going to do a couple of other things. So then you see, then we're going to lower the amount of time by about 17 minutes. You're telling me people are going to go sit in your ballpark someday again after this is after this subsides? I think we'll always have to deal with this in some sort, but after the, the, the coronavirus subsides and that they're going to go sit in your ballpark and they're going to go there because you save them 17 minutes? The BMV or the DMV, depending on where you live, they're the ones who, who, who give speedy service, who, who say that they have speedy service. Fast food restaurants say they have speedy service. Oil changes 
they're the ones that advertise getting in and getting out because these are tough things that people don't want to do. They got to get a meal quick. They got to get in and out of the BMV or DMV. They got to get their oil change real quick. They're pains in the ass. They don't want to deal with that. Your sport isn't a pain in the ass. It's weird because in, in, in the postseason, people love your sport for everything they say they don't like it during the regular season. Take that and make it what it's worth. Pitching matchups, big stars. Not saying steroids or anything like that. Don't be afraid to look your problems in the eye. But but doing what you've done before, that ain't going to help it. You should be worried that baseball is in the summer and that you have the NBA that's going to say, yeah, you know what, we can have no problem playing our finals right here in the middle of your sport. We have no problems having the Stanley Cup playoffs right here in the middle of your sport. Fall, winter, yeah, let the NFL have it. We have no problem doing our big moments right here during your sport. That should be a problem for them. And I hope the owners recognize that. It's not the player's job to. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up next, the top five, 140. I'm already getting nasty tweets about Martellus Bennett. Listen, you could feel what you want to about Martellus Bennett, but in this tweet that I'm going to read to you at 140, you might not like the guy, but he told the truth on this one. It's Ken Carmen with CBS Sports Radio. Eh, we'll see after this segment. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by GEICO. GEICO has introduced the GEICO Giveback, a 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies for current and new customers that last your full policy term. Get GEICO.com, visit GEICO.com, slash giveback for info and eligibility. Also, tonight, this coming to you, 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific, the most unique event in the PBR history continues as the top writers in the world team up to take on the Monster Pit on CBS Sports Network. They still have to stay on there for eight seconds, or do they make it seven now? How You're long asking they the wrong stay on person. There? I'm sorry, Ken. you never been to the rodeo, brother? I have never. Living, <laughs> living close to New York City, <laughs> I have never been to a rodeo. Wait a minute. You're telling me the rodeo isn't big on Staten Island? Long Is that out. what you're telling Staten me? Staten Island's Peter. I have gone upstate New York to a, I guess it technically was a rodeo. I take that back. I have been to a rodeo, but it was a long time ago. A very long time In ago. In upstate New York? Yes. In upstate but there was New no, York? It was, like, um, it was like a wrangling rodeo, if that's any different. You know, like they're on the horses what and they wrangle. wrangling road? Like when they wrangle the cattle. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. All right. Nobody rode bulls or anything? No, there's no bull riding, but there was oh, wrangling. Oh, then you didn't, you didn't go You didn't go to. Doesn't uh, count? You didn't go to. Yeah, no, no, you didn't. You, no, you didn't do it. No, you didn't do the, it. Um, no, sorry. The, uh, the stadium, if you want to call it, was the same. So that's why I kind of uh, put oh. those two together, you know? They, they call it an arena. Arena, my apologies. The arena was yeah. the same. Outdoor yeah. arena. There you go. Yeah, that's what they call it. It's an arena. Okay. So is that good? Yeah, yes. So to answer your question, right. I do not know, by the way. Seven or eight seconds. Okay. I'm not sure what the uh, the actual I think it's are. still eight. I think it's still eight seconds. you got to stay on the bull or on the, or on the Bronco. I'm going to get to Martellus Bennett's tweet coming up in the next segment. Are we ready for the top five? I think we're ready. Oh, thank you for picking this. This stays now. You you hit me right in the heart. You knew I love this show and I love this music. Here we go. Top five. You wanted salty snacks today. You went with salty snacks. The top five salty snacks. Hickey, give me your top five because I'll probably copy off you. Go. All right. I'll go uh, five to number one. Number five, pretzel nuggets, sourdough nuggets. Number four, Fritos. Number three, movie. Whoa, 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 oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Slower, sorry, slower, sorry, slower. Sorry, I don't want to take away from is you. Fritos on that list. Free, I love Fritos. Very underrated snack. Wow. 
okay. So pretzel nuggets, Fritos are number four. Number three, yeah. movie theater popcorn. Like not not the actual go to movie theater, but the movie theater you can buy in the store. That kind of popcorn. Wait a minute. I, no, you got to have the movie theater popcorn because they pour the butter on it. That's the yeah. Deal. But no one goes to the movie theater anymore. So the closest thing you can get to is the movie theater butter in the actual store in the supermarket. Oh, I disagree. I okay. mean, there is a difference there. There, there is a difference oh. between on the, in the store and then, yeah. No, I, I'm not disagreeing. I totally agree. It doesn't even compare. But I'm saying no one okay. goes to the movie theater anymore. So in order to make the list, like I'm not going to go to the movie theater just for the popcorn. So I'm saying as a snack when I'm at home, I love popcorn. So the closest okay, thing I can fine. get to the real movie theater popcorn is movie theater flavored popcorn. Okay. That's okay. Fine. Next. Number two, Cheetos. Regular oh, Cheetos, but not man. the puffs. Regular, small, get your hands disgustingly dirty, get your mouth dirty. Those great, the, what is it, the, the Chittle, I think it's called? Yeah. Yeah, that, the, cra- the crunchy ones. Crunchy Cheetos, Yes, man. yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they, you know, know. I know they had the puffs. I just don't know if they were the regular ones were called anything else besides Cheetos. But Cheetos are number yeah. two. Have to go number one. I'm going an all-time American classic, Lay's. Oh, I'm out of music here. There Lay's is your number one? Lay's. Regular, wow, normal, what an old yellow soul. bag Lay's. That, to me, when I think salty and I think snacks, Lay's has me um, wow. on brand there. All right. I have six because I had to give, <laughs> sure. I had to give one. I'm I top really five list, but here's six. Okay. Well, Hickey, I'm a lot fatter than <laughs> you, so let's be honest. If I'm I can put it down time. to five, that would be to a lot segment. to everybody here. Good God, I go three spins. I got as many chins as anybody could possibly find. Lay off me. I'm starving, okay? <laughs> the, the, we'll the, the words break. of Chris we'll, Farley. Oh, six. Fine. Well, seven, because I got Doritos at number seven. I got Gardettos. Have you ever had the Gardettos? Never even just heard like of those. Them. Oh, my God. You eat some Gardettos, it'll change your life, brother. What it'll is it? It'll change your life. Is it a life. chip? Is it a... Pretzel. It's like a oh, I can't. I, it's hard for me to explain. It's hard for me to explain. It's like a rye chip. I think that's what it is. I just know them as Gardettos. And if I eat, oh my Jesus, oh so good, brother. Don't get too worked <laughs> so up here in the shoot. Holy smokes! Oh my God! Oh my God! They're so good. All right, number five. You ready for number five? I'm ready. Because I heard something else. Okay, here we go. Chicken and biscuit. Have you ever eaten chicken and biscuit? No, I've not. It's like a cracker, and it tastes so good. They're called chicken and biscuit. Next time you're at the grocery store, get chicken and biscuit, all right? With chicken in biscuit, okay? Chicken in biscuit, noted. Yeah. You're not going to know any of these things. I don't know why. I tried too hard on my list. Number four, golden crisp chips. Now, you don't know these because these are basically only in Stark County, Ohio. I think they're made in Maslin. Uh, Golden Crisp chips are the best, brother. You eat it with like a Krause's pizza or pizza oven down there. Oh, my God. I'm I'm so fat right now. All right, that's number four. Number three is Cheetos. I agreed with you on that. Number two is hot pretzel. Now, there's varying degrees of hot pretzel. If you want cinnamon pretzel, I think that counts on it too, even though that's sweeter if you really wanted to. I've known guys who have gotten DoorDash of Auntie Anne's hot pretzels. Now, I won't go that far, but hot pretzel's pretty good. Hot pretzel's number two. Number one is Chex Mix. Except, I don't like the pretzel rings in the Chex Mix. 
or the grid? Do you like it either? The window, the little pretzel window. Yeah, no, I and like Chex it. Mix. Like, so the actual checks, it's got to be right? cheddar. It's yeah, it's got to be cheddar checks mix. Yeah, I like. No, but, no I like they, the regular yeah, the checks and the. Oh, see, well, no, I like the I like the regular checks and I like those triangles, but when you get the pretzel ring and then that little like square like what is it like basically a pretzel window that one I'm like eh, I don't like. Eh. Uh, I like the ring. I'll go. I'll I can deal with the ring. They're just they don't have the same. Oh man, the checks is so good though. So that's that's my top five: chicken and biscuit. Well, top golden seven. Crisp chips. Yeah, top seven. Um, Cheetos, hot pretzel. Number one is Chex Mix. Which I'm already I kind of want to put Cheetos at number one. So I'm going to switch my number one. And my number three <laughs> hot pretzel is still number seven. Number two. Do you do this on Twitter? Like you know, you tweeted out, and all of a sudden five minutes later, you're retweeting your or no, you're, no, you're no, tweeting no, 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 at no. yourself, what? deleting the tweet, retweeting with a different list. Great question. Great question. People don't realize this. I think of these about a week in advance because when I put it out there, I want to make damn sure I feel that way. That's it. Okay, because that's once fair. You tw- yeah, we, we always said, Jim Rome said it the best, Twitter's a loaded gun. You can try to erase, but it's out there forever. And so I don't want to have to go back on the internet and replace that with, okay, now this is really my top five. No, 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 no. My top five is my top five every time I tweet it. And that is the top five for this week. I like the top five. All right, coming up next, Martellus Bennett, and I've got already a lot of people tweeting about it. I'll, I'll get to you guys here in a second. We'll take your calls, 855-2124-CBS. A lot of people getting in about Martellus Bennett because I said, listen, I know you might not like Martellus Bennett, but he was right when he sent this earlier this week. And some perspective. Final segment of the day, final segment of my show. Go ahead and make that call. Or speak now, forever hold your peace. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Speaking of, I'm going to watch this movie right after the show. Smokey, if you haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit, Hick, you're missing out. The late, great Burt Reynolds, the late, great Jackie Gleason, the late, great Jerry Reed, the still with us, uh, Sally Field. Boy, there's a lot of people who passed away in that movie. I didn't realize that. But, no, that, it's a great movie. If you have a chance, Hickey, you want to see a part of Americana from the 1970s. You go back and you watch Smokey and the Bandit, okay? Noted. Thank you, Ken. There you go. Do yourself a service and see it. Also, Hickey told me that he saw Uncut Gems. When did you see Uncut Gems? Last night. You saw Uncut Gems last night? I thought it was good. The the it. I First off, I did think Mike Francesa did a good job in the movie. I kind of wish he had more speaking lines because I thought he was pretty good at it. Okay, can I say that? I'm not trying to kiss his ass. Can I just admit that? I thought he was pretty good in that movie. What did you think? No, I agree. I mean, it was too like I didn't realize all the previews with him in it were his whole scenes. And he had like two lines. But yeah, well, I thought he it was good. A, he had a handful. Believable. He had a handful, but I thought he I I thought he was pretty good. I was like, I kind of want to see more of him. Now maybe they maybe I don't know and maybe he was bad and they just protected him. Maybe that's it because that happens all the time. They do it in pro wrestling. So, but I I thought he was pretty good from what I saw. I was like, I could see more of Gary here. Okay, but I the only thing I didn't like was, yeah, it was just, yeah, it had no chance. It was unrelenting. I hated the very end, the very, very end. Like, what happened at the end is fine, but the very, very end when they went to the credits, I thought that was silly, but I thought it was a good movie. I, th- I thought it was a good movie, and, and even though there's it's nonstop screaming, it's nonstop people going nuts, I think that's that, that's what they're drawing you into in his life. Like, it's it's just complete chaos, and it's, and it's all created by himself. Which I did tell Hickey during the quarantine, which we are no longer quarantined here. Basically, I know you still are. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, unpaid testimonial. If you like to be scared, and you like artistic stuff, the lighthouse is where it's at. 
Robert Eggers does a hell of a job. That movie was great. Willem Dafoe, one of my top five favorite actors, and Robert Pattinson's very good at it too. 855-2124-CBS. It's a very good movie. So those are the two I'll give you. I want to give some perspective, but I want to tell you here real quick. I, I saw this, and you know today's been a day that if you had something to get off your chest, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and call up, get it off your chest. Good, whether I agree with you or not, fine. Because today's a day where I, I, I was glad I got something off my chest. Because in 2016, I, I did not handle the Colin Kaepernick situation right. I didn't. Because I was afraid. I was nervous. I didn't want you to send nasty things to me. I was afraid you wouldn't like me. That's the wrong thought. It's the wrong feeling. If you're going to do this at any level, I've learned that you're going to have people who disagree with you. And that's the way it's going to be. I'll speak a little bit more to that here in a second. But I saw Martellus Bennett's tweet earlier this week, and he mentions Baker Mayfield. And I thought, you know, my, my history of my thoughts of the Bennett's hasn't always been great. I, I've thought, you know, with Michael Bennett, I thought that Michael Bennett's done some goofy stuff. I think Martellus Bennett has done some goofy stuff. But that doesn't mean they're always wrong. I mentioned Martellus Bennett. Somebody sent me a tweet, and I had, I had to open up the link. I couldn't help it. This is from December 16th of 2016 from the Daily News, the New York Daily News, where it says, Patriots tight end Martellus Bennett, jerk of the week for jokes about women. Yeah, he could certainly be a chauvinistic, misogynistic pig. He might be wrong about certain issues, but he's right about this issue. Again, I want to disagree with Martellus Bennett. I do, but I can't. Earlier this week, Martellus Bennett sent a tweet, and he mentions Baker Mayfield in it. And it says, black QBs have to do, and I have to be careful here so you, because I might accidentally read a word here, Hickey, okay? Black QBs have to do every bleeping thing right. Baker Mayfield and his white privilege allows him to do whatever he wants. The kid has so much swagger, quote-unquote, no, the bleep, he doesn't. If a black QB did any of that and lost, the, and lost, the narrative wouldn't be swagger, it'd be unfocused, not serious. Now, when I see Martellus Bennett tweet, and I don't follow him, I go, oh, come Oh, yep, you know what? Yeah, he's probably right. And then I read it some more and I go, yeah, there's no probably about it. Martellus Bennett's white. He's right. He is right about what he says about Baker Mayfield. I wish I could disagree, folks. I said this in Cleveland, and I'll say it here. Martellus Bennett's right. Because I remember 2016 and what I wasn't willing to say in 2016. This was a much easier pulpit to be on in 2018 during the Lamar Jackson draft. But I remember specifically, I said it back then in Cleveland. Now, I didn't know that he'd get drafted by the Baltimore Ravens and could possibly be in my worst nightmares for the next decade plus, for all I know, because I'm in a rival city of his. I didn't know that. If I'd have known that, maybe I'd have been quiet. Maybe I'd have been quiet. I still thought they might be a little bit... I thought they might go after a quarterback. I thought they might be in on, on, on Joe Flacco still just for a second. I didn't I didn't realize it. But that's beside the point. I remember at the time, Andrew Hawkins said this. And I thought it myself, and I, I was glad that Andrew Hawkins said it, because if Lamar Jackson wants to try to be a quarterback, let Lamar Jackson try to be a quarterback. Let him go out and try to be a QB, because the difference in money is night and day. People mentioned Cam when we read this Baker Mayfield tweet about Martellus Bennett. I didn't think that that was the comparison. I thought the comparison, and what we had talked about before, was Lamar Jackson in 2018. It's a simple reason why. Because what Martellus Bennett says in that tweet is exactly what we did for Lamar Jackson. 
for Baker Mayfield. He goes out and he gets arrested trying to run away from cops in front of some lunch trucks. He's had a little bit too much to drink. Hey, Baker's learned his lesson, hasn't he? We all mess up when we're kids. Yeah, you know what? That's right. Baker Mayfield against Kansas goes over and shakes his garbage at him. Now, according to Jim Ross, and Jim Ross has never had any reason to lie to me, the good old JR says that the fans were saying some very nasty things. Certain fans in particular were saying some very nasty things about Baker's mother. And so, and players, I guess, were saying some nasty things about Baker's mother. At the time, I didn't know that. And I was critical of Baker at the time. I got to tell you, I can't imagine what we'd say if Lamar Jackson would have done that. If Lamar Jackson would have wiggled his garbage at another football team while he was at the University of Louisville, if Lamar Jackson had been arrested in front of lunch trucks, do you think at all we would have given the benefit of the doubt to Lamar Jackson? I don't think there's a chance in hell. I'm uncomfortable with that truth, but that is the truth the way I see it. And I'm a person who tried to find reasons not to draft Baker Mayfield. And I found reasons to draft Baker Mayfield, and I didn't want to draft Lamar Jackson. I just didn't think the the arm motion, the whole thing, let's try to find ways where it doesn't work. Hell, the Ravens didn't even draft him the first time around. They drafted, they traded back into the first round to draft Lamar Jackson. Lamar, during his draft process, and this is the true comparison, while Baker Mayfield, there was questions of maturity. There was. There was. While there was questions of what type of guy he was after the lunch truck incident, after wiggling his garbage at the University of Kansas players. While there was questions there, we wanted to look the other way. Lamar Jackson did nothing but quote the Bible. Lamar Jackson did nothing but take pictures with sick kids and work with charity at the time. We didn't want to talk about that, though. I didn't want to talk. We didn't want to talk about Lamar Jackson doing that. We spent shows talking about Lamar Jackson not running his 40 time at the NFL Combine. We spent time doing that. We spent time talking about Lamar Jackson's mom saying that he shouldn't get an agent, that she's going to take care of it because she didn't trust those agents. We thought the mother is leading him astray. And then Bill Polian says it, and people always want to leave it to Bill Polian, and they want to say, well, it was radio show talk fodder. That's the biggest crock I've ever read in my life and the most revisionist history I'll ever say. I'm about the truth. I'm about putting myself out there for the truth. And I know that I've gotten things wrong back in 2016, and I know that I got it right in 2018 where he has a chance to be a quarterback. You let the guy have a chance to be a quarterback because if it works like it's working right now, Mark Jackson's going to make a hell of a lot more money for himself and for his family and have generational wealth unlike he's never seen before as long as it keeps going this way compared to what he'd make as a wide receiver. Holy Toledo, I can't imagine. What we would have been taken away from if he would have listened to it. And it was more than Bill Polian that was willing to say, Lamar should just be a wide receiver. It's not going to work in the NFL. He's not going to be that guy in the NFL. It's turned into a human highlight reel. And I will continue to say that, yeah, he, his, his career, because of the type of quarterback he is, his career might be shorter. So what? He'll still, if he plays f- three more years, he'll get a big-time contract. If he wins a Super Bowl and only has an eight- or ten-year career, the first-round pick in the trade worked. It worked. It was successful. He's an MVP. They're a good football team, and if they go out and they win a Super Bowl, no matter what we wanted to say beforehand, it worked. But what Martellus Bennett said here, while I first blush is to disagree, I had one guy who was giving Bible quotes, talking about charity, taking pictures with charity cases with charitable kids. 
trying to do all the right things. The only thing I could take away from him is that Johnny Manziel came up to his hotel room after he won the Heisman Trophy. I had another Heisman Trophy winner who got arrested in front of lunch trucks who had the other problems. We wanted to look the other way for that guy. We didn't want to look to the positives with Lamar Jackson. That's perspective. Big thanks to everybody who joined us today. Anthony Pirino joined us. He was great. Ryan Hickey was fantastic. Erica Herskowitz was marvelous. Marco Belletti was great. I'm Ken Carmen. Have a wonderful weekend, my friends. Fill a pony up next. Enjoy him.